Hello and welcome to the latest EG podcast and another episode in which we're talking about our amazing Future Leaders project. I'm your host, Sam McClary. Uh, now, I know that you all will have listened to the podcast with our fabulous Future Female Leaders, but in this episode, we're going to be talking to the businesses that are supporting those Future Leaders. And so over the next 20 minutes, we'll be finding out a about um, what the Future Leaders Projects means to the whole of those businesses, um, how firms are communicating and promoting diversity and inclusion, what talent means and how that's built within a business and, and the role of leadership in, in developing people. But before we get into that conversation, let's meet the people we're going to be having that conversation with. Uh, so joining me in the podcast studio today is Leanne Baird, who's Head of Marketing at BW. Hi. Hello. Dave Beddle, who is Director of Strategy and Growth in Civil Engine in Civil Infrastructure, either that's hard to say. It's a bit of a mouthful. It is. Yes, good morning. <laughs> UK and ACOM and Alicia Morris, who's HR business partner at Clutton. Hello. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. So let's start um, with the big question, I suppose. And I'm gonna start with you, Alicia. Mm-hmm. Um, the the future leaders project, what what does that mean to, to Cluttons and and what's been the uh, so the experience, I suppose, so far uh, along the project from from your future female leader? Mm-hmm. I think um, there's quite a, a, a focus on our future leaders, um, and from my perspective, it's about how we support them. So it's about understanding what different people in the business need in terms of development, um, and making sure that we're approaching that on an individual basis. So it's it's something that we're very much focused and alive to. Um, and it's really about all sections of the business understanding how we feed into each other's development um, and moving forward. Fantastic. And is that by having someone sort of on this program who, you know, a sort of a light is being shone on, I suppose, is that helping with that, that message and getting that through the business? It is. I think it's something that's always been on the radar, um, but it's definitely helped us to develop um, um, a real focus um, and having the, I suppose, the a plan and a strategy towards achieving it. Um, so it's, it's definitely helped Fantastic. massively. Thank you. Dave, for, for ACOM, the Future Leaders Project, is that um, something that is shining a light throughout the whole, the whole business? It's a, big, it's a big business, I know that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think um, it, it's, it's part of a wider suite of, of, of initiatives. Um, we, we're very much focused on defining our identity in, in the inclusion and diversity space, what, what it not only means to the external marketplace and our clients, but also more importantly, our people. Uh, and a key part of that is making sure that we have some, some champions, some standard bearers who, who can visibly promote the behaviours and, and, and lead by example. Um, and an initiative such as the Future Leaders Programme is, is really complementing some of the background framework that we have running across the business um, and helping to give some of those individuals not only the platform to lead, but also equip them with the skills um, and the cultural development that we need to, 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 to make that shift change, not only across our business, but across the industry as a whole. Fantastic. And uh, Leanne, for, for BW? Yeah, so we're, we're very proud of Helen and the work that she's doing. Um, and again, to back up what Alicia said, you know, it's about how we can really build um, and support the young next generation of leaders uh, for BW um, and actually how we can develop and bring more future leaders uh, to our board, which is something that's a number one priority uh, for BW at the moment. Fantastic. So let's let's dig in a little bit more into sort of 
um, DNI and the, and the strategies that you have across across all of your businesses. And I, I suppose over the last um, eighteen months or, or so, DNI has become an integral part of, of business, hasn't it? People really now understand that this isn't a nice to have; mm-hmm. it's absolutely a, a must have. And and that brings with it um, great cha- great challenges in the you know this is something amazing that we can do but it also brings um difficulties in that you've got to spread that message mm-hmm. from the top level all the way down to to the bottom level and every single person every single manager has got to mm-hmm. got to understand and be completely bought into it and be authentic about diversity and in- inclusion and and that's a that's a difficult job to to get right so so how how are you doing at Clutton's so at Clutton's, I think from a communication perspective, it's always been by way of cascade. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been working hard, <laughs> very hard on encouraging greater dialogue um, and encouraging conversations across um, the business and at all levels. And we've taken this approach towards diversity and inclusion. So we um, had a workshop whereby everybody in the business was able to attend. And this workshop was championed by our senior leaders um, and was very much sponsored by them. And the purpose of it was to provide almost a safe space for everybody in the business to feel that they could come and share. Mm-hmm. Share what their personal experience has been, share their thoughts, share their feelings and share their values. And that proved to be quite successful for Clutton's and especially business of our size, because not only did it provide a safe space for people to talk about potentially difficult conversations. It also allowed, um, I suppose, concerns, and there are concerns. I think in any property business, you tend to find a certain type of person there. Um, So it it brought these concerns from the bottom up. Hmm. And that's informed our senior leadership team and has also been embedded into our strategic um, direction when it comes to how we're going to manage and handle diversity and inclusion. So it's been um, a very powerful way of communicating and understanding how our business feels and the steps that we need to take to make sure that everybody understands what diversity and inclusion means for buttons. Mm. You're nodding along there, there Dave. Is it, is it a similar experience at ACOM? So, so many similarities. I mean, I, I think the starting point for us was being able to define that identity. I think diversity, inclusion, equality means so many different things to so many different people um, and, and, and could be translated as such that it was important for us to, to say well okay this is what it means in ACOM. Um, so having sort of put that identity, that guise around the, um, the, the, the subject matter, we then began to look at more functional ways in terms of how we would cascade that message and how we would engender that, that empathy, that engagement, that, that, that cultural buy-in that we were seeking. Um, I guess one of the what well, what well, well, sharing one or two of the not secrets but what well, 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 one or two Go of on, the share the, some secrets share some, some secrets <laughs> okay um, when I was five so so the first thing we do because no, no, nobody's going to hear this so we're just chatting amongst ourselves of course. <laughs> um, the, the the first thing we did was to sort of look at some of the blockers and we found that the the whole issue of diversity and inclusion was perceived by uh, our staff cohort to be something that was sort of cascaded by HR, it was a HR function Mm -hmm. and we very much wanted to shift that momentum to make sure that it was something that was actually owned by by the operational business and the people within. 
So that's um, that, that's why we chose to, to take one of our executive leaders and sort of appoint regional sponsors within the core of the business rather than leaving that with HR. And, and from that, we've identified some, some specific demographic groups um, and create the steering group um, that picks up all of those demographics. Interestingly, the, the, the mentoring piece, that safe environment, I think is so, so important. Mm. Um, we, we are now in our fourth year of our M Circles programme, which is a mentoring programme that we launched prime or, or, or initially with our female cohort to create that environment where people could come together with like-minded concerns, experiences, and also build some connectivity and peer group connectivity w within the business because when when you are in a minority demographic regardless of what that is um, may not be a protected characteristic you may just be shy and maybe something different you can feel quite isolated and you, you don't know where to reach out and have those conversations and share those experiences with so I, I see a lot of similarity and, and certainly we've seen huge success with our M circles program to, to, to the extent that this year our, our fourth year We've actually extended that into our, our LGTBQI community and also our ability-friendly community, which is um, which is fantastic. So we're really reaching into the business uh, and beginning to get people talking and, and, and coming together around a common agenda and identity. That's fantastic. And is that having an impact on the... Um, What's the word I'm trying to use here? But the the I guess the nature of the business and the way people feel about working within businesses. If, if we create these inclusive cultures, these safe places, and I think that's really important to have somewhere where you can you can f feel okay being yourself. And you know, we all have we all want to ask stupid questions. Mm -hmm. And you know, as, as a journalist, I do it all the time. Um, but you've got to feel all right in 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 that situation. And are you finding a, a BW Leanne that that is really changing the culture of the business yeah definitely um i think you know similar to what you both have diversity and inclusion has been the front of the agenda um for the last year um, and we have uh, working groups uh, that meet once a quarter lgbt and women's group and that's attended by um all levels of the business junior and senior um, and we talk about uh, the real issues um that we're facing and how we want to advance BW and make it a better, safer place to work. And I think that has really, really changed the culture. And now people just feel more empowered mm. um, and that they're able to speak up, which it wasn't necessarily um, the case before. Um, and we don't benchmark good against necessarily what's happening at the moment, but we always look for best in class um, and position ourselves against those um, so it's been a real culture shift at VW. Fantastic and that that em empowerment word, word is so important isn't it when it comes to you know the biggest issue across all of um, the built environment which is finding talent and retaining it and uh, I would assume that one of the best ways to at least retain talent is, is to in empower it so I wonder if um, we can all maybe talk a little bit about about that about one how we attract that talent and then once we've got once we've got them how do we how do we develop that and and what is what are some of the programs that are, that are being used obviously there's the future female leaders program which <laughs> is one fantastic way to do that but um you know there must be lots of other other stuff that you're that you're doing within your businesses as, as well leanne do you want to kick us off with that yeah definitely so you know talent comes in all shapes and sizes and just as you need diversity in a business you also need it in a program and also appreciation of the 
different skill sets um, within that. Um, so at BW, uh, we have actually launched a leadership development program, uh, which everybody attends in some way or other. Um, so then they have the shared tools and a common language that they have available to lead. Um, and then, you know, success factors of that is we have people ready and available in the business as and when opportunities arise and uh, for them to lead. And also, as you, as you mentioned, staff retention. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's absolutely no point in developing great people if then they're going to leave and go to your competitor. Fantastic. Alicia, for Clutton's. Mm. So we've definitely been investing in um, our leadership development programme. And, and similar to you, um, we do have a programme that um, has been running for just over a year now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's about focusing on um, skills and behaviours and really bringing the DNI aspect into it. So what do we look for um, in terms of behaviours? What does it mean to be inclusive? Um, and it's something that's rolled out across businesses doing incredibly well. But in terms of attracting, it's about looking at other avenues to recruit, not using the traditional ways. Um, so partnering with different networks to bring in a different type of person, mm. a person that maybe Clutton isn't used to. Um, so it's really about expanding um, how we're attracting people and then once they're in, making sure that we're providing them with the right support in a formal leadership structure, sure. but also um, that individual support. So understanding that everybody is different we learn in different ways and what do we need to do as a business to really um i suppose release that potential what are some of those those networks those new avenues that you're exploring Mm. to find those people so it's really about looking um so rather than using our traditional pools um which would be our ats system it's um looking at different networks whereby you know it's different universities different educational backgrounds it's people who may not have opted to go to universities and therefore there are educational institutions that work with individuals who maybe want to go down an apprenticeship route and so we're working on our apprenticeship program at the moment but it's also about we um, partnered with um, it's called black women in architecture Mm. and we had them come in um, and work with different um, departments in our property sector to to understand that what property is and what um, opportunities are available for you because it's not something that um, from our conversations with them that was widely available to them. So it's really just about partnering, reaching out um, and thinking of alternative ways to attract talent. Sure. And is there an education piece that goes along with that in the the type of the language that we use to talk about what our businesses do? and uh, I guess just the the outcome of of what it is. Do we have to sort of change our the the terms that we yeah. use and how we talk about business? And I think that's something that we're very much alive to. So we've introduced um, networking training, and a part of that networking training is about understanding that differences exist, mm. um, and it's it's really about celebrating and understanding the value that having a diverse workforce brings and we're also working on our business development so how do we approach different situations Um, how do we adapt and accord in accordance to who we're dealing with and treating people as individuals so as as well as having that um, diversity of um, avenues to recruit talent internally we're making sure that we're built to respond to that um, which can only add to the inclusivity of Pleasance. Sure. Dave, that's a massive project to to do, isn't it? And, and one that you know every business has has to be investing in in, in this this now. How does how does Acom do it? I think I'm going to try and answer that in in, in, in two different guises. I mean, I, I, I think the first part is is how you attract the talent. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think we've heard uh, about the importance of forming more diverse strategic partnerships. I think understanding what skill sets, what attributes we need as a business, because ultimately we're, we're all serving society's needs. That, that, that's the ultimate end client. And having understood that, we've then branched out into partnerships with, with, with different sort of demographics of, of society. Uh, I guess one example of that is, is the Women Returners Programme. Uh, we've been working in partnership with that organisation for um, the past two years now. Um, that's been focused on bringing um, not only females, it has to be said, we have had males who've um, had a sabbatical for whatever reason from the industry um, and have felt perturbed or, or uncomfortable in terms of coming back into the working environment. Um, and it's sort of breaking out from the traditional bias mode of, of where we seek our staff. And, and we've we've brought, we've brought 20 people into the business over the last 18 months via that returners program. Um, now that's a, that, that's a relatively small quarter for, for a business of seven and a half thousand, but I think it's the cultural shift that goes behind that and, and goes hand in hand. And that's making sure that our recruiting managers um, are, are trained in unconscious bias. Uh, we've begun looking at naked CVs in terms of part of the recruitment process. Uh, we've begun looking at the language of our advertisement in terms of how we attract um, different demographics of, of society. Language is so, so important. It can attract or equally it can, can, can perturb people mm -hmm. from, from, from applying and, and wanting to, to join the industry. So that's the attraction. I think the retention is even more important. Um, and we've invested heavily in standout behavioural strength assessments. We, we tried this initially with our leadership team um, and we, we found it successful, so much so that we rolled it out to all of our UK staff wide. And that allows hiring managers to understand the individual strengths, attributes, behaviours of, of, of their staff. So rather than sort of going to their go-to people, sort of forces them to consider different people and, and who has the right skill sets in order to to respond to a particular task um, most appropriately. And that's critical for us because the inclusivity will come from creating that safe environment. We've used that phrase quite a lot this morning, that safe environment where people feel able to bring their best into the workplace. Mm -hmm. And if you can create that, because not everybody's ambitions is the same, not everybody wants to be the next chief executive. People have varying levels. If you can create that environment where everybody feels able to bring their best and achieve their optimum, then you have a very successful business. Mm. And I suppose that comes with people feeling a, a part of the business as, as well, doesn't it? It's not just being able to bring your in, in, it, total self to to a business, but that you know that you you fit you fit in and mm -hmm. you know what your role is in in that business. And and yeah, okay, you you might not aspire to be the chief executive, but you. I'm pretty sure that everyone aspires to be the best that they can possibly be in the role that role that they're doing, and and I I guess and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the language um, element of that um, for a little bit because I think there must be a a role that is is needed um, for that to be communicated across businesses. You know, if you are bringing back twenty. 20 people into the business and I know you said you know that's 20 out of 7,000 but that 20 you know it's still a big number and those there's still 20 stories to tell there mm -hmm. that um, might help the next 20 people who are going to take a career break and come back to say oh actually I can do this so so how important is 
is that messaging across the the whole business and 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 how how does one do it i suppose liam it's a really great question um thank you (laughs) (laughs) so one thing um that we have done um similar to try and attract more people back after they take a break uh, for children is uh, we've actually completely redone our family policy um, and we actually looked at some of the best that are out there um, and we actually positioned it against apples um, which is by far the best that we could see Um, and that's just one way because often people don't feel like they can take that break that they can you know pause and it might affect their career so that's how we wanted to make bw people feel safe that they could return to work with the confidence that they're going to come in in the same place they were and then be pushed even higher um so that's one big project that we've been doing and it's important that you use the word people there not women because it's okay yeah. for men to take a break uh, exactly and that is the center of our policy um Obviously, we're a male-dominated company, mm-hmm. um, and they're very important to us. So, um, yeah, we made that the centre. Fantastic, and and I want to talk a, a little bit before we before we um, finish up today about um, leadership and um, particularly inclusive leadership and what what that what that means and um, how how we create that within within businesses. Alicia, I'm going to start with you. Inclusive leadership to me is leadership that assures that every single person in the business feels that they are respected and treated fairly. I think there's um, an element of feeling a sense of belonging and feeling valued. And similar to what we've spoken to about, it's about being able to bring your full self to work and knowing that that's going to be celebrated. Um, And from a how do we get that into the business, I think there are certain behavioural traits that you would expect to see from a leader who's inclusive. Mm. Um, I think there's a a personal commitment that leaders have to diversity and inclusion. They hold themselves accountable as well as the rest of the business. But I think there's a sense of curiosity that also needs to be built into that. You have to have a willingness to to learn and to to understand and to listen without judgement. Um, and that's really important for patterns because we are a business that tends to trade off of our ability to build authentic relationships. Mm. So if we don't have that curiosity and we don't have the commitment um, and if we don't have the ability to bring ourselves to work, then it makes it very difficult for us to build those relationships. So it's a, it's a commercial necessity for us mm. rather than a nice to have. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely think that, I mean, I'm very different. Um, I am a 30-year-old black female and I'm the first in my family to go to university and I'm able to go to my workplace and be me and I have a huge laugh it carries from one end to the office (laughs) to the other and I am unapologetic about it and so I think it's important that we create a climate in which people feel that they are able to be themselves and they're able to give their best um, and that we all hold each other to account that's really important yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to echo a lot of that. I mean, I, I think for me, an inclusive leader is, is somebody who creates that environment for others to succeed in. Um, they, it's somebody who becomes an enabler for other people to bring their best into the workplace, um, potentially to their own detriment. I think um, the behaviours around that, the, the, there's so much around personal ownership. I, we, we, we are talking about culture by and large here 
and culture is shaped by the behaviours of people and regardless of, 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 of what sort of business you're in, whether it's law practitioner, whether it's consultancy, your staff look towards their leaders, they adopt the behaviours of their leaders, they place an importance on the things that they see and hear their leaders talk about and that's the responsibility that I expect our leaders to have at ACOM, that they actually live and breathe the inclusivity agenda and that they lead by example. Fantastic, thank you Liam. Yeah, so again, I will be repeating this <laughs> on what's already been said. Um, but to me, um, inclusive leadership is about inspiration and empowerment. Um, again, it's uh, leading by example and just being very clear about the mission, the values and the goals of the business, uh, w which means everybody from the receptionist to the FD has the same mindset when it comes to work. Um, and it's funny what you said, uh, Alicia, about curiosity, because that's the number one mindset mm -hmm. that we look for in our PW people um, and all this matters because you know organizations are asking you to bring again your whole self to work um, and it requires a lot of time and energy which are important commodities so um, it's really important that leaders commit um, to their people and really develop them. Fantastic I, I, I love the idea of being curious as well. I think it's a fantastic trait to have mm -hmm. in having people and it's, it's how we grow and, and, yeah. and learn. Um, so my last two questions are around First, first off, how well do you think we're doing as an as an industry at, at getting this stuff right, or at least moving in the in the right direction? And then um, following that that up with when we do get it absolutely spot on, what do you think the industry is gonna gonna look like? Um, Dave, I'm gonna let you start with that one, just because I'm mean. <laughs> how how do I think we're doing? Um, I think there is a huge, huge way to go. Mm -hmm. I think there's progress being made, um, w without doubt. Um, I think, I think we're confused as an industry as to what we want from inclusion and, and the whole agenda. And, and to be fair, I think that's changed over the past decade or so. I, I think inclusivity of thought, uh, you know, people are beginning to understand that that is at the core. It's, it, it isn't just about gender or orientation or, 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 or any protected characteristic it's, it's, it's about inclusivity of thought and the individual and, and that's really beginning to resonate mm -hmm. which I think is is a fantastic catalyst for us to really expedite progress um, I, I do think we're grappling with two issues I, I think we're grappling with 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 how we force progress in the here and now but equally how we create a more inclusive culture across the industry that will lay the foundations for success in the future uh, and, and, and the two aren't necessarily hand in hand um, but there's there's some fantastic stuff going on out there and, and I think the fact that we, 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 we have programs such as the Future Leaders the fact that we're sitting having this dialogue and, and we were chatting off air before about the power of, of podcasts and getting the messaging across is, is, is fantastic and, I, and I'm sure it, you know, we, we'll continue that upward curve Fantastic, Ian Yeah, so I, I couldn't agree more we do definitely have um, a way to go uh, with this but uh, change change is happening um, and I think you know we have the culture at BW uh, that it's okay to make mistakes um, so if mistakes happen along the way I think that's okay we don't have to be perfect at it right now um, and as more of the younger generations are coming into the workplace I think naturally uh, change will start to be faster um, I definitely know that I've seen that uh, with some of our younger recruits recently Fantastic. And Alicia, how, how, how well do you think we're doing? I think um, I agree with you both. I think there's a, there's a, 
a, a long way to go but I think that we're making the, the right steps to improving diversity and inclusion across this industry. Um, I think it's about understanding what um, it really means, similar to what you've just said, Dave. Um, but uh, we've, we've got a long way to go. And when we get it right, what's, what's the industry going to look like? I think it will be more dynamic. Um, I think um, our clients will look very different in the way that we service them um, and our approach will very much be informed by our workforce. Um, so I, I think it'd be very exciting, very dynamic. Um, I think the possibilities are endless. Exciting, dynamic and, and curious, yes. hopefully. Um, thank you so much for joining us in this podcast studio today. It's been a fascinating conversation. I know we could probably go on for, for hours about the, these things, but let's leave people with a little bit of curiosity. We will do more <laughs> of them. Uh, um, and and, and let's, let's end with an invite for everyone to come along to our Future Female Leaders big event on the 8th of October where people can have, have that curiosity peaked. They can be inspired. They can hear these really dynamic fascinating tales of the industry and hopefully will inspire a next generation to to want to come along and join what is a very wonderful um sector to work in so alicia dave and Ian, thank you so much for joining us today thank you.